0: Hey Mike, I got a question for you.
1: What's up, Sean? Do we have a website? Not only do we have a website, we're getting a new website as well. A new website? Oh my gosh. You can find our show now at TexasPodcast.fm.fm, just like your grandpa's old radio. So here's the plan, folks. We've got a new site, texaspodcast.fm. We're going to be going live soon. You'll find the site, new look, new feel, all the same great podcasts. You don't need to update your feed. You don't need to change anything right now, but uh, just check it out. You don't love it. You're lying now, so that people (laughs) listening to this will like you. (laughs) Howdy. You're listening to Come and Take It, a talk show about Texas by Texans, where three friends born and raised in the Lone Star State share views on the history, culture, and just what it means to be Texan. I'm Mike Zulkowski. I'm Sean McIver. And I'm Scott Elfstrom. He was an accomplished academic and believed to be the first African-American in Texas to receive a PhD. His son was a famous debater who became a founding pioneer of nonviolent civil rights protest. Today, we're talking about James Farmer Sr. and Jr. But first, what's your favorite thing to debate about Texas? Is it Palestine
0: or Palestine? Because depending on where you are,
1: it's spelled the same, but it's
0: pronounced differently.
2: Uh, that's probably hmm. true for many places in Texas. Many <laughs> yeah. place names.
0: Italy, or Italy,
2: or just, or just words in general. If only we had recorded <laughs> um, an episode about something like this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Mainer or
2: manner. Um, now, for me, um, there's a lot of things about Texas that are fun to debate because um, sometimes there's a right and wrong. Sometimes there's just differing opinions. Um, I tend to go for the right or wrong. Uh, so probably my favorite one is Dr. Pepper versus Mr. Pibb. Uh, that's a fun, fun talk to have with people. Second to that, I guess, is maybe uh, arguing, or excuse me, debating on whether beans should be in chili. Mm-hmm. Um, both of those can be fun. Yeah, yeah
0: well, I, I, look, I don't know how, why people argue about Dr. Pepper versus Mr. Pibb. I hate Dr. Pepper. And even I say it's Dr. Pepper, not Mr. Pibb. Mr. Pibb is even worse than Dr. Pepper.
1: Oh, boy. But okay. well, we're not here to find the answers. Yes. we're just Only Oklahomans Listen, like Mr. Pip. just everybody shut up. Let me tell you what the answer is. The right answer is. My favorite thing to debate in Texas is anything to argue with Sean. It could be barbecue sauce. Too much, too little. Should you have burn-ins? Should you not have burn-ins? It could be about movies. You name it. We have famously for years fought on like an old married couple for hours. So it doesn't matter what it is. Sean can take a dumb opinion on something that I know is right.
2: It's like when uh, Hercules and the Hulk did their arm wrestling match on top of the mountain.
0: Wow. Look, barbecue <laughs> sauce goes on the side. It's not omitted,
1: but it goes on the side. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right. People take their sauce recipes to the grave. Nobody takes yeah, their barbecue, barbecue love, recipes love, to the grave. Love
0: barbecue sauce.
1: Love it. You oh, just don't drench it. In the you area. don't love it. You're lying now. So the people <laughs> listening if to it, this will <laughs> like you.
0: Pour it over. Hmm. <clears throat> See, that's, that's the way it is.
1: James Leonard Farmer was born to former slaves Carolina and Lorena Farmer in Kingstree, South Carolina on June twelfth, 1886. Farmer attended school in Pearson, Georgia, competing basic school at the Cookman Institute in Daytona Beach, Florida. Farmer would then attend college at Boston University where he received his Bachelor of Arts and also a Bachelor of Sacred Theology. He continued a graduate study at Boston University, in addition to a short stint at Harvard for a year in 1916. In 1918, he completed his Ph.D. at Boston University. Farmer married Pearl Mary Houston on September 2, 1917, and the couple would have three children. In 1917, Farmer was serving as a deacon for the Methodist
0: Episcopal Church, and after college, he continued to serve as a pastor at black churches in Texarkana and Galveston before relocating to Marshall, Texas in 1919. There, he taught philosophy and religion, while serving as an administrator at Wiley College. He continued to work as a professor at various black colleges over the years. He was at Russ College, located at Holly Springs, Mississippi, from 1920 to 1925. At Samuel Huston now Heston Tillotson College in Austin, Texas, from 1925 to 1930. Gammon Theological Seminary from 1930 to 1933. And then back to Wiley and Marshall from 1933 to 1938. He was at Howard University in Washington, D.C. from 1938 to 46, and then finally back to Samuel Huston from 1946 to 1956. He also served as the dean of the Gulfside Summer School of Ministerial Training in Mississippi from 1932 to
2: 1956. Among his impressive abilities, Farmer was skilled in Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic, Latin, French, and German. He wrote biblical criticism, magazine articles, Sunday school curriculum for the Southwestern Christian Advocate, and several sermons for the book Pulpit Eloquence, published in 1939. He wrote poetry and published two books as well, The Coming
1: of Peace and the Prince of Peace, and John and Jesus in Their Day and Ours. Farmer passed away on May 14, 1961 in Washington, D.C., Today, you can find a Texas State Historical Marker dedicated to the man on the Wiley College campus in Marshall, Texas. On January 12, 1920, his son,
0: James Leonard Farmer Jr., was born in Marshall, Texas. At six months old, the Farmer family relocated to Mississippi. Now, as we mentioned earlier, the family was regularly on the move, but Farmer Jr. graduated from Pemberton High School in Marshall, Texas. He also received a four-year scholarship to Wiley College. While at Wiley, Farmer studied under Melvin B. Tolson and became a member of his famous 1935 debate team that went on to defeat the University of Southern California championship team. In fact, this achievement was the subject of the Denzel Washington film from 2007, The Great Debaters.
1: Hashtag (laughs) After graduating in
2: 1938, he headed to Washington, D.C. to attend Howard University. Farmer planned on pursuing a career in ministry for the Methodist Church. At Howard, he met Professor Howard Thurman and learned of the effectiveness of Gandhi's nonviolent protest. In 1941, when he graduated, the Methodist Church North and South reunited and isolated its African-American members into a segregated jurisdiction. This action motivated Farmer to eschew ministry and pursue the fight against Jim Crow segregation.
1: Farmer moved to Chicago and joined the Fellowship of Reconciliation, or the F.O.R. The next year he formed the Congress of Racial Equity with members of four and began conducting sit-in protests in Chicago restaurants. Continuing his work with CORE, Farmer eventually worked with the NAACP as its program director and would work with several labor unions seeking racial equality. In 1961, Farmer became the director of CORE. It was at this point that he realized that a court victory was never going to be enough. He drew on his mentors to engage in a larger-scale nonviolent protest to fight segregation at the bus stations of the South.
0: In May 1961, Farmer and 12 other members of Corps left Washington, D.C. on two buses headed for New Orleans. This was the beginning of the famous Freedom Rides. Of course, Farmer's father passed away during these Freedom Rides, and... James Farmer Jr. returned to D.C. from Atlanta. While he was attending his family, one of the buses was torched in Anniston, Alabama, and the Freedom Riders on another bus were brutally beaten when that bus rolled into Montgomery, Alabama. After Farmer rejoined the Freedom Rides a week later, he was arrested and jailed in Mississippi's Parchman Prison for 39 days. This was the beginning of several clashes he would have with the entrenched Southern law enforcement apparatus. He was incarcerated in Plaquemine, Louisiana, in 1963, for example, and was unable to attend Martin Luther King's March on Washington, D.C., where he gave the famous "I Have a Dream" speech. In 1964, the famous murder of three CORE workers, Michael Scherner, no, Michael Schwerner, the, in 1964, the famous murder of three CORE workers, Michael Schwerner, Andrew Goodman, and James Cheney during the Freedom Summer effort to register voters in Mississippi, Alabama, and Louisiana, actually galvanized the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the national press. And this is most famously documented in the film in Mississippi Burning. Now, Farmer himself wrote of his core experiences in his book,
2: Freedom When? This was published in
0: 1965.
2: Unhappy with the increasingly violent direction that Core was taking, Farmer left his position as its director in 1966. He taught classes at Lincoln University, which is in Pennsylvania, and at New York University. He unsuccessfully ran against Shirley Chisholm for the United States Congress, trying to represent Texas in nineteen sixty eight, saying that no political party should depend on the vote of black America. So he ran as a Republican. He got rewarded for this effort by President Nixon with an appointment as Assistant Secretary of Health, Education, and Welfare in 1969. Fewer than two years after his appointment, Farmer resigned, saying he was frustrated by the Nixon administration's (laughs) lack of support on civil rights issues, and he was fed up with the government bureaucracy. He took a position with the Coalition of American Public Employees, CAPE, and remained with them for five years. His health began deteriorating. He lost his sight, and both his legs were ravaged by diabetes. In 1984, he got a job on the faculty of Mary Washington College in Fredericksburg, Virginia. He stayed there until he retired in 1998. Farmer published his
1: autobiography, entitled Lay Bare the Heart, in 1985. Now, Farmer had a brief marriage in 1945, but in 1949, he married Lula Peterson. They would have two daughters, Tammy and Abby. Lula was the Comptroller for Corps until her death in 1977. Farmer received numerous honorary doctorates and awards, including the Omega Psi Phi Award in 61 and 63, the American Humanist Award in 76, and the Lifetime Achievement Award from the New York American Civil Liberties Union in 1998. He also received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the nation's highest civilian honor from President Bill Clinton in 1998. James Farmer Jr. died on July 9th, 1999, in Fredericksburg, Virginia. So this was a listener's suggestion from Joseph E. Hood. So thank you for listening, Joseph. He was at a museum, and they had an exhibit about uh, James Farmer Jr. And that's when I dug into it and saw that not only was he a famous Texan, but his father was a famous Texan as well. And uh, it was just really interesting about the uh, the intelligence and the depth of education that these men had and uh, really their passion to public service and serving man pretty remarkable story <clears throat> for yeah. both men
0: yeah uh you know this farmer senior um, became an extremely highly educated man in a time when those opportunities weren't always there for african americans uh, and became a very respected educator and theologist um, and you have to think that his knowledge of theology and his his schol- uh, scholastic nature was a big influence on his son. You know, his son was going to become going to the ministry, uh, except that then he decided uh, uh, he didn't like what
2: that ministry was doing, so he instead yeah. sought justice for people. Yeah, well, I mean, they both strike me as very principled men that uh, worked for. Um, you know, justice and uh, equality for everyone. Obviously, um, I think it's another great example of um, humble, small-town Texans. Um, you know, making a difference on the national stage. Um, they they accomplished a lot in their lives.
0: Yeah, uh, he he certainly uh, literally dodged some bullets. Um. <laughs> When uh, you know leaving before the the bus was famously burned, the Freedom Rider bus, which there's a movie, uh, there's a very good movie called The Freedom Riders uh, about that um, period, uh, about that that campaign, and uh, then like I said, the you know the workers that were murdered uh, in Mississippi uh, was a very important event in American history, and he was he was
1: he worked with those guys, he knew them. Well, it's interesting. So you could watch the Great Debaters, then you could watch Freedom Riders, and then you could watch Mississippi Burning, and you'd have this sort of tangential three amazing American films that all revolve around uh, this very interesting Texan. So yeah, I think I think it's important that we remember
0: uh, these Texans as much as we remember v- Sam Houston and Novetta Culp Hobby and things like that. These are these
1: are also very important people that we need to remember. These are historical figures. And people of importance who did not live a thousand years ago, you know, or a hundred, you know, or a couple hundred years ago. These are, you know, people that are just a generation or two removed from us. And, uh, you know, I think it's important that they be uh, honored, venerated, celebrated, and really to uh, understand exactly, you know, where they sort of came from. And it's, it, you know, the, the biggest twist of this and the only thing they haven't made a movie about with Farmer is his two years in the nixon administration <laughs> yeah so i really did kind of find was like uh you know it was a very interesting twist at the end of it it was like oh well that's an interesting opinion that uh you know he's gonna run as a republican and now he's working for nixon yeah He got out just in time too yeah he hitched his wagon to a star that that guy um but then it's really sad, like you hear about when like, he had all these health problems at the end of his life and that's just, you know, that's kind of tragic and sad that somebody who worked so hard to, to build these freedoms um, you know, suffered like that. But uh, he did get an Denzel Washington movie, you know. <laughs> so that's that's pretty awesome. And that wraps things up for today. You can find notes and links from today's show at brainstaple.com We'd love to hear from you, so like and share us on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at Texas Podcast. Or go to brainstable.com and leave some feedback. You can find our show and many other great history podcasts at historypodcasters.com. You can follow us individually, too. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Java. I'm Max Sean with two Ns. And I'm Scotticus. If you like this show, and you know that you do, get out there and do your duty. Tell your friends and leave a review on iTunes, because that really helps us out to find listeners just like you. And if you'd like to support the show financially, please visit patreon.com slash texaspodcast, where you too can become a come and take it, Texas Ranger. We hope you'll join us next time. And remember that even if you aren't from Texas, Texas wants you anyway.